This podcast is made possible by the generosity of supporting members. Please visit dharmaocean.org to learn more about becoming a supporting member. You are listening to the Dharma Ocean Podcast. In this episode, we listen to an excerpt from the opening talk to the first audio program Reggie recorded with Sounds True in 2003. He says that meditation helps us cut through the busyness and distractions of the modern world so that we can reconnect with our true life. This excerpt is from a talk given in Meditating with the Body, Six Tibetan Buddhist Meditations for Touching Enlightenment with the Body, an audio training course produced by Sounds True. It is available for download in the Dharma Ocean online store. It's an interesting question whether meditation has any place in the modern world. As you may know, throughout history, Meditation has been a core ingredient of traditional cultures. Whether we're talking about the shamanic traditions of Australia, South America, North America, Africa, and so on, or the traditional religions, the classical religions such as Christianity, Judaism, Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, and so on, For all of these cultures and all of these people, the practice of meditation has been considered a central element in life and in spirituality. But what about us? What about the modern world? Does meditation really have a place in our lives at this time? I would actually say that meditation is probably more important for us than for any people in history. Why? The human organism, over the course of its hundreds of thousands and millions of years of evolution, has been programmed for periods of stillness, periods of introspection, periods of aloneness, silence. And if you don't have that as part of your life, your body and your mind don't know what to do. It's as if you're trying to run a car without putting oil in the engine. In some sense, over human history, meditation has been the oil that has allowed the engine of individual humans and human society to run smoothly and effectively. In our culture, periods of silence, periods of reflection, periods of aloneness have been eliminated. And because of that, the stress level that everyone experiences is many, 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 many times higher than has been habitual throughout human history. 
And if we leave the situation unaddressed, each one of us can expect eventual physical and mental breakdown, deterioration, weakening, disease, and so on. The practice of meditation is something that has always been part of human societies and human lives. And particularly in the modern culture, we need to rediscover this ancient practice just so we can fulfill our own biological and evolutionary destiny, just so we can be fully human. We might ask ourselves more specifically, why would any particular person want to meditate? Well, meditation has a number of different motivations connected with it. Many people in contemporary life feel that their lives are so packed with activities, business, family, relationships, errands, acquiring information, maintaining all of their aspects of their lifestyle. They're so very busy that there's no time to process anything. It's as if we have eaten a meal, and then before we have a chance to digest it, we have to eat another meal, and another meal, and another meal. And pretty soon, like the geese that are force-fed in order to produce pate, we are force-fed so much that we come to regard being bloated and filled and stuffed as a natural condition. And we even forget what it's like to digest our experience and process what we've been through. Many people feel that way in modern life. Meditation, to begin with, is a way simply of digesting and processing what we go through day to day. If you can give yourself 20 minutes every day simply to sit and meditate, over a period of time you will find that that 20 minutes has more impact on your life than any other 20 minutes that you could ever possibly spend. Another reason why people come to meditation in the modern world is that they feel they don't know who they really are. When you don't have periods of time with yourself, pretty soon your whole image of yourself is defined by everything around you, and you become dependent on your accomplishments, on your relationships, on what people think of you, on your appearance, and so on, to define who you are and give you either confidence or lack of confidence. And in that process, somewhere we lose track of who we are. We don't know who we are anymore. We feel lost. Meditation is a technique to find out who we are, to discover ourselves, our true selves, to discover what goes on within us and what kind of person we are and what are our gifts and what are our weaknesses, what are our hopes and fears. We may feel that we know these things, but we actually don't. We're going so fast that we touch them lightly and then we move on. 
But there's a whole interior world of experience that we as human beings need to explore. That is us in our lives. At this point, we are only partially alive, and some of us are actually not hardly alive at all. We spend most of our lives just holding on and maintaining. And meditation becomes a way to bring new life, new awareness, and new fullness into our sense of ourselves. A final motivation that brings people to meditation, perhaps strangely enough, is the motivation of compassion. Many people in this world feel a sense of sadness when they see suffering around them. They feel a longing to be helpful to other people in some kind of true and genuine way. But they also feel very limited. Many of us feel that when we try to help other people, often we end up either making things worse or simply missing the point. When we are engaged with people in an intimate way, in terms of trying to help them, when we're close to them and close to their suffering, we often discover that we back up, we shy away, we can't really be present, we can't really be helpful. We feel our own limitations. Some people come to meditation practice because they sense that through working on themselves in that way, they can be actually much more effective in terms of addressing other people's needs and other people's sorrow and pain. There are many meditative traditions throughout the world. One of the most sophisticated and resourceful is the meditative tradition that was taught by the Buddha 2,500 years ago. And that is the type of meditation we're going to be exploring in this program. Within the vast array of Buddhist traditions, my own training is within Tibetan Buddhism, and I'm going to be leading you through various techniques and various methods inspired by the Tibetan practices and the way in which meditation has been practiced in Tibet for the past 1400 years. The basis of Buddhist meditation and Tibetan Buddhist meditation is what's called the Buddha nature. And we need to speak about it a little bit because it provides a kind of underlying system or underlying belief about the human person. According to Buddhism, each one of us, far from being fundamentally flawed or defiled in any way, possesses a heart of goodness. This goodness expresses itself in intelligence, awareness, in warmth toward the world, in love for other people, and in profound self-confidence. Now you might say, this is not my experience of myself. I feel shaky, I feel uncertain, I feel I'm quite neurotic, I get into all kinds of trouble, I'm often my own worst enemy. I don't really necessarily agree that at the core of my person is this fundamental, unconditioned goodness.
To download more of Reggie's teachings, find out about upcoming retreats, and to explore a variety of audio listening guides to assist you on your spiritual journey, please visit dharmaocean.org. Our music is by Jeff Beale and Nawang Ketchog from the album Tibet Cry of the Snow Lion. <laughs>